Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Lucy Porter and am I being unreasonable to use a toilet brush? No, you're not, Lucy. I love toilet brushes. I'm Asma Mir, and I'm definitely not being unreasonable to think that cornflakes just taste different these days. They do, don't they? They're just not the same. This podcast is your definitive guide to one of the UK's most loved and lauded forums, courtesy of Mumsnet. And Lucy and I come together every week with the help of celebrity and expert guests to celebrate Am I Being Unreasonable and its users. Sounds more than reasonable to me. Hello and welcome to the Abu podcast, another romp through everyone's favourite forum. And today we have some amazing threads. Asma, we are going to be talking about little acts of rebellion. Oh, the littler the better. The petty things you do <laughs> to annoy, <laughs> let's be honest, mainly husbands. It is mainly husbands <laughs> when they irritate you. My favourite one involves Phil Mitchell, but we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> that later. Um, and we're also going back to the classic threads of mum's net and discovering some mother-in-law malapropisms oh i can't wait i can't believe i said malapropisms i'm so impressed (laughs) i think you're really intelligent now even more than i already thought (laughs) and our a-list adjudicator is going to be the comedian andy osho my birthday twin (laughs) all that i'm glad you told me (laughs) that that's clear information all that coming up now now lucy Mm -hmm. My husband, not my husband, this is the original poster's husband, absolutely cannot stand Cardi B at all. If she comes on the radio, he will switch it off. If her song is on the TV, he will exit the room (laughs) or change the channel. Now, I don't think she's amazing, but I must admit she has some catchy songs. She does. Tunes. My little act of rebellion is when I'm in the car alone, if Cardi B comes on the radio, I will turn it up extremely loud (laughs) and sing my heart out, even giving the woman herself a run for her money. Grin. So... Poster wants to know, what are your little acts of rebellion? I love this. I can't imagine you would be petty like this. I mean, I'll tell you later about mine. There's an extensive list. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has put, as my git of a DP just refused to stop watching the football to rescue me from the huge bastard of a spider that was on the bedroom wall, leaving me to deal with it, caught in a glass and released into next door's garden. I love the fact that she's given that little bit of... (laughs) She or he has given that little bit of... It's like, yes, it was fine. No spiders were harmed in the making of this thread. So they put, I have retreated back up with his last can of beer and a packet of crisps. He absolutely hates food in the bedroom. There may be crumbs scattered. Oh, God, I can relate, I can relate. I know, well, my husband hates eating in the car. So guess who has breadsticks? (laughs) (laughs) And and then stands on them. What's it? Because he hates what's it and he hates eating in the car. So I get left over a banana. I find that particularly good. Yeah, well, I mean, our car absolutely reeks. And um, in fact, my husband started doing some volunteer driving for our local medical centre because he is a saint. And um, and so we've had to. Uh, so now, because the old ladies and men are getting in the car, I'm like, well, I can't leave them with what's it dust, can I? So uh, I've had to rein that, and I've had to find other ways of taking revenge. I love this. Uh, okay, here we go. My DH cannot stand Phil Mitchell from EastEnders, so I changed every photo in the house to photos of Phil Mitchell. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
Now that is dedication, isn't I it? I have a new hero now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love every photo in the house to be a photo of Phil Mitchell. <laughs> I might do it. I don't know how my husband feels about Phil Mitchell, but I might do it anyway. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Think about it before you, before you get invested. All right, what else have we got? Let's do one that's not husband-related, shall we? Um, I always take too many napkins from the work canteen when I get food from there on occasion. Ooh. It's not subsidised and ridiculously expensive. Any leftover napkins at the end of the week end up in my bag for emergency kitchen roll situations at home. Mm. <laughs> but I you're think, killing the planet! Well, and stealing from work, you know, I mean, it's always a dodgy one, isn't it? Because yeah. what I have to say, when I was office-based... The meaner the boss, the more stuff found its way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I worked for a particularly yeah. horrible boss, and we had. I had we so have heard. Notes. We've heard about We've this heard boss. We've heard about horrible boss. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness! If he he's probably still can't find any sellotape <laughs> in his office because I've had. had a supply of, of it. <laughs> um, when the voice in Asda tells you to stand still and hold the handrail on the travelator, I do a little dance instead. <laughs> I love that. That. That is toddler level. I love it. I love it. Because it's and it's hurting no one. It's not like if they say mind the gap and you go, no, I'm going to get down the gap. You know, I mean, that would be bad. But doing a little dance is lovely. Um, okay, this next one, I'm going to warn you if you're eating. Um, you know, just just close your ears for a second. I used to work with someone who saved his morning shit <laughs> until he got into the office. He saved it. <laughs> he said he said our employer took the piss so much out of its staff. I don't know if that's meant to be a pun or anything. Uh, that he was going to bloody well get paid for his first crap of the day. Oh my! Did we not in a previous episode discuss whether uh, going to the toilet on work time was yes, acceptable? I think we did, didn't we? Did. we? Uh, at 10.30 every day, he'd tuck a tabloid paper under his arm and announce he'd be back in 20. He sounds awful. He does. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Um, I deliberately stack the dishwasher in a haphazard fashion just so that he can rearrange every bloody thing in it. I started doing it after 20 years of him opening the door and moving a few things around, no matter how I had stacked it. So now I just fling it in at random. <laughs> yes. I love that. This is my thread. Exactly, uh, yeah. but I think I'm the organ. I'm the reorganizer uh, in this. Uh, well, I think I am. Do you know, it's yet another wedge that's been driven between us. Because, <laughs> I'm yeah, so sorry. My husband is the keeper of the dishwasher, and I feel he loves it more than me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, if I haven't rinsed it, he's like, "Oh, you've got to rinse." Oh, everything. I'm not bothered about that. It's just that you know, you know the Don't reason. Don't feed my dishwasher dirty dishes. <laughs> she doesn't like it. You know the reason that I want the dishwasher stacked, kind of okay correctly issues yeah. because you can get more shit in there then oh, and yes. then you have to do less washing up well it's the only reason i know but i mean it, the thing is it should be to <laughs> me it's a time-saving device so you sling your stuff in there mm. it doesn't matter which way up the cutlery goes the no that doesn't matter doesn't, no. no oh no tines up apparently <laughs> tines up lucy tines up oh i didn't know that yeah, see i didn't yeah, know that yeah. Oh, no. for goodness No, there's sake. dishwasher protocol, and that, that is one of my absolute acts of rebellion. I put, um, what he really hates is putting in, like, the ki- if, if I give the kids a plastic beaker to take out in the garden or something, he hates putting plastic stuff in the uh, dishwasher, oh. so I do that. Why are you whispering? I think he might be listening. <laughs> I'm kidding, he never listens. This is, if, if we had listened to this podcast, we would not still be married. No, this is very, very true. <laughs> 
Um, having been kept awake until four in the morning by some sort of college football team meet on our hotel floor, I turned all the do not disturb signs round to read, please make up my room. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to breakfast later that morning. That is fantastic. That's a I'm going to keep that thing. one. That's a scene in a film, isn't it? That's a, <sighs> that's properly, that could be in a sitcom. That is so <laughs> well good. done. Love it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to read you this one. I'm not mm. sure how this is an act of rebellion. I never snap Kit Kats into fingers. I bite into them like they are any other chocolate bar. <laughs> the look of horror on people's faces is very amusing, <laughs> especially when it's a four-finger bar. I think it is a little bit of an act of rebellion because it's the done thing. Mm-hmm. If you watch the adverts for Kit Kats, yes. which I have in yes. great detail mm-hmm. since I was about eight. Those ones with the panda. <laughs> yep, and that little snap. So yeah. yeah, you have to separate them first, and, and the then you have foil. to snap them. Yeah, the fo- foil. yeah, the foil, yes. and everything, all that stuff. There's a ritual, isn't it? But, but I, I have, have seen to... people. I have seen people do that. Just that chomp. No, that and it, there is something horrific about it. Actually, do you know what? You're right. I've never considered it because I have a very particular. I also have to bite the chocolate from mm-hmm. each end. Yes, and me then too. From the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really chunky, isn't it? Can so we yeah. stop talking about chocolate? Okay, yeah, no, it is isn't it? And here's this is a lovely one. This is a sort of mum's netting joke. I still put the divider on the supermarket conveyor belt the wrong way round. Thank you, Mumsnet. My kids do it too. Well, what, wrong way round which way? As so in, that you can't read it? Le- no, as in lengthways. <gasps> oh. Which, I because th- I think it came from an original post where uh, someone That's was so saying, naughty. but you know how annoying it is when someone starts, you, you, you are putting your shopping down. Mm. And then someone just starts putting theirs on the belt yeah, yeah, behind yeah. you and you haven't got room. So I think yeah. it's sort of a territorial marking oh device. God. Anyway, the things we do. Oh, the things we f- do. Supermarket rage. I tell you what, well, supermarket etiquette. We shall cover oh, all of Oh, I can't wait for that one. I can't wait Divide for that one. Divider rage. Yeah. She didn't put it down for me, so I'm not going to put it down for her. Yeah, all of that. Anyway, a brilliant thread. And I'm going to go home and change every photo in my house. <laughs> I'm even going to cut out little photos of Phil Mitchell so that my wedding photos will have <laughs> brilliant thank you so much to the ABU contributors now asthma we turn to the classics oh, yes. board and this one absolutely made me roar because I am a fan of language and the funny little quirks and foibles uh, of the English tongue uh, this original poster said on a visit to mother-in-law for her birthday she told us sister-in-law has bought brother-in-law a picnic hamster as a present what? <laughs> after several silent <laughs> moments after several silent moments during which darling husband and I de- tried desperately hard to contain ourselves and not look at each other <laughs> she finally announced it was in fact a picnic hamper <laughs> darling husband calmly said a hamster is a small furry creature <laughs> Oh, uh, so the poster asked for any good mother-in-law-isms. Oh. Where you are. It's, like, it's like the 70s. It's mother-in-law comedy again, isn't it? I, just, but, um, I it, love this. It wasn't all mother-in-laws. It. it was sort of malapropisms from yes. various people. Yes. Especially uh, um, quite a lot of them were good mother-in-law. They were, they? yes. Uh, there was a time that um, mother-in-law said that she'd pranked her car on a bollock. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that would be just, like, painful all round. Oh, well, worse for the bollock, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) In a similar vein, but slightly different, my colleague, 
asked why we were all standing around like pillocks. <laughs> Fair enough. English was her third language and she'd meant to say pillars. <laughs> but inadvertently, she actually hit on a better choice there, I would say. Exactly. Um, brother-in-law three, goodness me, how many do you have? <laughs> uh, had really bad backache, so mother-in-law told him to go to the chemist and ask for some anti-flammables. <laughs> and he did. He was fuming when he got back and told her he'd been asked if he meant anti-inflammatories. Uh, yes. Well, you don't want to catch fire either, to be fair, <laughs> do you? If you've got a bad back, the last thing you need is to be trying to put yourself out. This one, now I adore this one. A friend's mother famously told everyone they were having a falcon for Christmas. Oh, hello. Turned out to be a capon. <laughs> Which I'm not entirely sure what a capon is, but no. I'm... Some of the bird, isn't yes, it? it's definitely not a massive bird. Right? <laughs> Roasted falcon <laughs> with parsnips. Mother-in-law served gooseberry crumble. She'd forgotten to add sugar, so she warned us that it would be a bit tarty. Oh, what a tarty. What a tarty pudding. I love tarty, that. Tarty, Why would you not add sugar to a gooseberry crumble? That's oh, my God. Torture. Yuck. Uh, elderly relative informed me she was off to the garden centre for a nice clitoris. Oh, is that where you get them? <laughs> <laughs> There's men going to be stampeding down to Dobbies or uh, Dobbies. If, if you're in Scotland or the north of England, you might say. take take a trip to Dobbies. <laughs> Other garden centres are spires. There's quite a lot of those. Anyway, they all sell lovely clitorises that will climb up your wall. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, she. Oh, yeah, she She said that she wanted... Oh, that's the same one, isn't it? Um, my mum once told me that my dad had hired a KGB to dig a hole. <laughs> I mean, I can see that easily done. That's just letters, isn't it? There's too many... Acronyms these days. I think that's just too many. Fine, Most yeah. of them on this board. <laughs> Somebody said if the KGB were digging a hole, they hoped MI5 came around to have a look in it. <laughs> we had one uh, at school where we were chatting some of the mums in the playground, and uh, we were saying, "Oh yeah, are they what? What day do they go back to school next term?" And one of the mums piped up and said, "Oh yeah, no, I think it's no, it's not the fourth. It's not the fourth. It's the fifth because the fourth they're having one of those incest days." <laughs> She didn't realise. Oh God! I remember years and years ago, uh, my mum. I don't think she'd watched the film Speed, but she'd obviously seen um, something about it in a magazine, and she said, uh, "Oh, you know, your cousin." Uh, Noreen, she really, really looks like Sandra Bullock. I was like, oh, mum, mum, no. And then I had to explain to her that it was Bullock. And then she was like, but what's Bullock? And I was like, oh, mum. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Right, well, I had to explain to mum what a blowjob was. And that's a, Did you? That's the day I'll never. Oh, God. I'll never forget. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, well, we could go. There's I mean, so many supplementary questions there, but I'm just no, going to hold let's them just in. Leave it there and say, do go to the classics board and check out the picnic. It's the picnic hamster thread, as we're going to call it. I love it. People were going, oh, little picnic hamsters, like a Scotch egg. <laughs>
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the Abu A-List Adjudicator of the Week. So I'm delighted to say that our A-list adjudicator this week is a fantastically talented comedian and actor and writer. She has a, a book coming out next year, I believe. You'll have seen her on Live at the Apollo. She's been all over the telly in America. It is the one and only Andy Osho. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. You are, of course, uh, Andy, my birthday twin. Twenty <laughs> seventh of January. Twenty oh, seventh really? of January. Every year, I think. Hello, happy birthday, Andy. I never actually bothered <laughs> to get in like touch. Pretty much like clockwork every year. <laughs> every, <laughs> every bloody year. So you're in. You're in my thoughts every year on the twenty seventh oh, of Jan. That. That's so cool. Excellent. Well, I hope you uh, enjoy. The next one. I know, I know. We'll, we'll think, and see, now you'll think of me as well. It'll be reciprocated finally after years of me just... Because I always <laughs> so think bad. about Gillian from New Order, the uh, the bass player from New Order. She's another one. She's one of our gang. So, well, uh, this is... Yeah, that's not the same. This is this is a real thing. And also, by the way, in our special little club, uh, the drummer from Curiosity Killed the Cat. Oh, nice. my God. Yes. What was his name? Um, oh, something... Something Drummond, I think. Oh, oh God. Now I'm, I'm acting like I wasn't like a mad curiosity. Oh, God. Oh, um, I, I don't know. It's something I can't really remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. only remember the lead singer. Let's be honest. Ben Volpierre yeah. Piero. Yeah. Oh, God, I love them. Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for yes. bringing memories of Curiosity Killed the Cat. Straight back down, straight back down to earth. Um, you are welcome. So, as well as being my birthday twin, Andy, you also have something in common with Asma Mir. What? Which is, you are both mastermind champions. <gasps> oh, yes. yes. Doing it for the girls, yeah. representing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to be stunting here or anything, but I did win it twice. So. <gasps> oh, well, I've not been invited on. How can you do it again? That's ridiculous. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I love that. My specialised subject, the net, the second time mm. I did it was um, John Humphreys. Yeah. Oh, I yes. love that. Yeah. I love that. What, yeah. what was your specialist subject the first time? Well, because uh, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. I was just mm. like, what things do I like? The yeah, Matrix yeah, yeah, trilogy. Yeah. So I just uh. basically watched films that I really like. Absolutely. And, and, Yes. You know, these people that have their special subject is like their life's passion. No, 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 no. It's just not going to work. There's always going to be something you don't know, and then you're going to feel bad. Well, the worst worst ever mastermind thing was there was a guy on who was an art teacher. 
and he decided to do like his special area of art expertise and of course he went on and it's like a legendary performance where he the first question trips him up and he passes and then he goes into that spiral of awfulness (laughs) and he passes every question and he ended up he actually resigned from his job because he he was teaching kids and you know kids are not renowned for (laughs) letting things go and yeah, he, right. he just couldn't oh, go back to it. No. So yeah, so that's I mean yeah. Just... Well, thanks for that, donor. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was we were having up. a nice chat about mastermind, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, I was just backing up what you were saying. Um, <laughs> there's also like this infamous um, family fortunes episode where, and I was I remember watching this where the person, the contestant, I can't remember if it was a guy or a woman, but they just answered turkey to everything. They just had this, like, <laughs> this brain freeze, and that's all they could think of. And then apparently they went to Max, because it was where Max Biogroves used to... Oh, um, God. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was like, I was, I'm aging myself here. But, like, <laughs> she wanted to buy the episode off him, and she was like, how much is it going to cost to just not air this? And he's like, well, oh, you know. God. Yeah, it goes like, we've got crew to pay for, obviously studio time, broadcast slot, all the rest of it. It's like, this is thousands of pounds. She's got, I was going to offer you like a couple of hundred quid. Oh, <laughs> I just love this not. story. This is ridiculous. God, I've Let's had, find that woman. I need to know whether yeah. she's over it yet. Yeah, I've had TV Possibly performances not. like that as well. <laughs> I've done shows where I've thought, could I just buy everyone off? And, uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Right, so anyway. Andy, we are so excited mm. to get your verdict. Such, uh, You're obviously, as well as being a very knowledgeable, mastermind winning <laughs> oh, kind of well, person, you know. you're probably very wise. So I'm going to kick straight off with asking you, am I being unreasonable to consider three years in Canada? I mean... It, the question is doing what? I mean, if it's Justin Trudeau, then, like, cool, go. <laughs> I could do um, it for three years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to say no. No. I mean, yeah. yes. No, you, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me get this right. Yes, you are being unreasonable. Yeah, yes, Yabu. We'll, we, we always shorten it to Yabu. Yes, Yabu. Okay, you are being unreasonable okay. to consider three years in Canada. Okay. Fair enough. Good adjudicator. Am I being unreasonable not to get a new hamster cage? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I want to know what the hamster setup is at the no, moment. No, you can't ro- know. You can't roaming know. Roaming free. Um, I'm going <laughs> to say, no, you're not being unreasonable for not getting a new hamster cage. Mm. It's just a hamster? Sod him. <laughs> only a bloody oh. hamster. <laughs> is it a picnic hamster? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> we had an earlier discussion about picnic hamsters. And it was very bad. Am I being unreasonable? Now, this I've got to do some inverted commas in this one. So I'll, right. I, I'll, I don't know how... I mean, I'll be doing it physically with my fingers, but I don't know how to do it, sort of in an audio way. But uh, anyway, am I being unreasonable to hate... Going for a walk, in inverted commas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So not unreasonable. <laughs> I mean, there have been so many times when people have suggested a walk and I've been like, really? Yeah. Now? I mean, well, it's With Sunday. my feet? Really? <laughs> Do I have yeah, to? Exactly. Why don't you go for a walk and <laughs> yes. tell me about it afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, here we go, next one. Um, am I being unreasonable to order a pizza just to eat the toppings? <laughs> <laughs> no, babe, you live your best life. If you want, then that's what you should have. Uh, you <laughs> have mean, that pineapple. Me, 
that sounds like yeah exactly. that sounds like acid indigestion on a plate but you know first one she won go girl oh yeah i've got no cheap ham in the fridge so i shall instead <laughs> order some cheap ham from Domino's. right yeah, yeah, ten pounds worth of a round of cheap hand food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> And finally, am I being unreasonable to ask if you've ever been caught short? Oh, now I don't know what. I mean, to me, <laughs> is caught short like needing a wee or something? That would be that would be my interpretation. Mm. And oh gosh, context is everything, isn't it? And there's none. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. No, just in case it's a really important situation. So I'm going to say no, you ask. Ask away. We, we ask reserve away. the right not to tell you. But who hasn't? I mean, absolutely. You know, who hasn't really uh, needed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as recently as this morning, I uh, I was very I, much needing oh, a wing. No. I feel like it's a story of my life. Like yeah. I just feel like my my bladder management is way off. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't the book you are bringing out next year, is it, Andy? The uh, the story of my life <laughs> in toilet trips that I have needed. I would I buy mean, that. Some, some people criticise autobiography titles, but I mean, wait till we get a load of this one. <laughs> uh, Caught short, the Andy Osho story. <laughs> well, uh, you do actually have a book coming out next year, don't you, Andy? Am I correct in thinking? It's it's a novel? That's right. Yeah, it's not about being caught short. Um, <laughs> it's about, um, yeah, so I basically, um, uh, I wrote a book about these three girlfriends who are having no luck in their own love lives. So they decide instead to ask, uh, ask guys out for each other. So like one asks for the second one, second one asks for the third one, third one asks for the, the first one. And it basically just goes wrong with hilarious consequences. No. Always hilarious consequences. <laughs> <laughs> with hilarious consequences. Oh, fantastic. Well, I, do you know, I love reading anything that takes me back to my dating days. So I Amazing. can go, oh, thank goodness I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of my own personal horrors in there, so you can just really enjoy those and, like, not have <laughs> to them again. We'll be phoning you up uh, next year going, is this one you? Is this the, the lady who needed yeah. to go to the toilet? Was that you? That was you. Fantastic. How did you find that out? <laughs> well, we very much look forward to reading that uh, and, indeed, seeing you everywhere uh, in your wonderful comedy and acting career. Thank you so much for being our A-list adjudicator, Andy Osho. Cool. Thanks for having me. Now, often on this podcast, Asma and I uh, are sitting going through the threads in a production meeting, just looking at the board, and something comes up that <laughs> sends us into opposite corners of the room. <gasps> Literally. Putting our boxing gloves on <laughs> and uh, being furious with each other. And one of these cropped up this week, so we thought we would sort of debate it instead of having the argument behind closed doors where you don't get to listen to it. <laughs> We thought we would do it, save it for on air. So this was the one that got us this week. Am I being unreasonable to think this won't ruin Christmas? And the original poster writes, Mother-in-law was saying it won't be long until Darling Child will believe in Santa Claus. Darling Child is only 22 months, so surely it would be next Christmas, not the upcoming Christmas. I mentioned we were thinking of not doing the whole Santa Claus thing and telling him the truth. <gasps> Mother-in-law said how awful I was and I will be ruining Christmas for my darling child and that I'm a very selfish woman. Am I being unreasonable to think that's an overreaction and it won't ruin Christmas? Any of you not do the whole Santa Claus thing for Christmas? Right. <laughs> To look at Asma's face now for the for the ladies and gentlemen at home. She's it's like she's sucking on a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> 
absolutely <laughs> furious. So tell them which way you're furious about this. So the thing is, okay, 22 months is, yes, that's very young. Mm-hmm. Kid doesn't know anything about Christmas, mm-hmm. but she's making the point that she is not going to, when the child is old enough, she's going to say, there is no Santa Claus. That's all rubbish. <laughs> uh, we put the presents under the tree. Yes. Now, yes, that might be the truth, but my God, you're going to be the only child and it's going to be horrible. And I think it does ruin Christmas. It ruins Christmas for them because they have no choice in the matter. It's horrible. I mean, there's lots of kids who kind of rumble it by about, I don't know, six, seven, whatever it might be. I've got a Mm four-year-old and I, I mean, the background to this, I'm very invested in this because I've never, (laughs) I never did Christmas from being brought up in a Muslim family. Mm -hmm. So this is like, we're now starting Christmas and I actually really love it. After years of being really humbug about it, I actually really love it. And we don't go the whole way with the footprints and the carrot and, the, you know, don't do all elf that stuff. Elf on a shelf? Are you an elf no, on a shelf? No, I don't know family? what that is even. Okay. But, you know. Oh, um, that's a world I just of pain. Think, you know what it is? It, yes, it's world of pain. That's what it would be. It would just be, you would be the only one and, and then you would get in trouble from other parents of other children for telling them that Santa Claus doesn't exist well, this, and then you become a social leper but this is my point is that it's become this insanely ridiculous thing of oh it's so magical for the children to believe in Santa oh what do you mean no and, oh, <laughs> it is so, magical it is magical nonsense think it's, of the little twinkly bells twinkly oh, twinkly twinkly oh is Santa well. coming and, but I it, the whole thing to me is uh, like I have been lucky in that my children because I did go along with the whole thing just because I was like exactly this that mm. other parents particularly and also my parents are so into it <laughs> and I am not great at organisation and all of that stuff of putting out mm. bloody mince pies and all that I hate it I hate yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then very luckily my children were very early disabused by their older cousins how early? Uh, like Three when they what? Were three oh my god, the cousins ruined they yeah. stole Christmas. And my children are now the children who ruin Christmas for everyone else. <laughs> and I've said to them, I'm like, look, people still believe and we sort of try and still Don't tell anyone else. Keep it up. But, but the thing is my kids now, they go along with it because they know if they want to get the presents, they mm. have to play along with the okay. charade. And I think that's a fine way to do it. Mm. And sort of it's a nudge nudge wink wink, isn't it? It's that sort of look, this is a lovely magical thing. And then then it's nice because you're all in on it, rather than trying to hoodwink your children. Into believing in a magical man who breaks into your house at night <laughs> when you're sleeping. Because <laughs> before my kids uh, found out, so when, so yeah, when Emily was about four and John was about three, I think they still kind of believed in Santa. And just before Christmas, um, we were in bed one night, and the uh, the roof. We were in this flat. Uh, which was crumbling, our old flat, which was falling down in every way. And uh, it was a very rainy night, and the roof of their room, fe- like part of it fell oh in God. with the rain. And oh it was absolutely God. terrifying. And I was like, oh, my God, they could have died. But I remember running it, hearing this kind of terrible crash and running into the kids and just uh, my daughter kind of looking up at the roof and going, Santa? <laughs> <laughs> And Eve, it really made me laugh at the time. I was like, God, yeah, that's how he does just buff <laughs> through the roof. But no, I, I find there's something, you know, if 
it's fine to have it as a little sort of fun thing, but yeah, the the, the idea that you're ruining Christmas by not buying into Santa, I think is oh, I think you really are ruining nag, it. Nag, I think it's nag, a special nag. magical time when everyone believes in something just so ridiculous. Not everyone, but you know, obviously. But all, <laughs> the, all the kids do, and I just think it's so lovely. The little faces, the little questions that they ask. It's just, I just love it. I really do. And I cannot imagine saying to my four-year-old, you know, all that stuff they say, but it's not true. No, I work very hard to buy these presents. Yeah, for you. yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Is I just give imagine. them a lecture. I'm like, <laughs> guess how much that cost? Guess how many gigs Mummy had to do? No, to I'm, get that. So I'm with you on all the organisation and the, the footprints and the that. That's yeah. too much shit, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's too much shit to do. But I just think that the idea is, uh, my kind of perfect thing is that, that it's okay to let them believe it because everyone else does and who wants to be the one person who doesn't, right? Yeah. But they will eventually rumble it, especially if you steer them in that direction, <laughs> if you see what I mean. But you can't ruin Christmas. Okay. Look, you've even got a Christmassy top on today. I know. You I'm, love Christmas. I'm all sparkle on the outside, but I'm dead on the inside. <laughs> There's no Christmas in my heart. <laughs> This is there's going to be a Christmas movie about this. I'm the new Grinch. That's what it is. I think what we need to do, as usual, is mm. turn to the ultimate voice of reason, Mr. Roger Tilling, mm-hmm. to tell us who is being unreasonable. Lucy, you are being unreasonable. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The children <laughs> have won. Deck the halls with bows of Roger Tilling. Well, I think maybe secretly Roger Tilling is Santa. Yeah. Maybe I do believe, after all, I think Roger Tilling is going to break into all our houses at Christmas and leave a deposit on our beds. Anyway, so... Yeah, listen, everyone, you can still have a Merry Christmas. Oh, my God. I had to take it, didn't I, to... Uh, about sacks. Oh, he's going to he's gonna fill my stockings. Anyway, sorry. But, yeah, yeah. He's right. I was being unreasonable and asthma... You are preserving the magic of Christmas. Well done. The most unlikely thing ever. Asthma me preserving the magic of Christmas. If anyone who knows me, they'll be like, what? Doesn't even like it. Well, I do know. Say what you like about Muslims, but they do preserve the magic of Christmas, don't they? There's nothing worse than a a new convert to anything. They're the bloody worst. I'm all about Ramadan, me, I tell you. Oh, Eid, I go nuts for Eid. So that was another episode of Abu. Thank you so much to our A-list adjudicator, the wonderful Andy Osho, and to Roger Tilling, as always, for being the voice of reason. And thank you to the Mumsnet contributors to the Abu Forum. We will see you in two weeks' time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Am I Being Unreasonable? Brought to you by Mumsnet. Presented by Lucy Porter and Asma Mir and produced by Amanda Redman. You can contribute to the forum by registering at mumsnet.com. Follow them on Twitter at Mumsnet Towers and Insta at Mumsnet. And get in touch with the podcast by writing to abupod, that's A-I-B-U pod, at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks to Acast for hosting. And most of all, thank you for listening. Thank you.